once one time. I took a shit. And, um, I took a shit in this girl's mouth, right? And, uh, yeah, she, like, ate it and swallowed it. Ten days later, she died from poop poisoning. She fucking, she died from poop poisoning. Ha, ah, get it? Okay, fuck you. Activate my curly horse dick. Initiate Juclaw. Commence annoying commentary. Begin geek upload. System check complete. All systems operational in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This is sick and wrong. The podcast. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. Lance Wackerly, sub on the show this week. Uh, what happened? Is Harrison off on a vacation or something? You know, usually uh, when Harrison has to skip a week, I usually make up some, like, fabricate some uh, some funny story fabric. or something. You know, a little bit of fabric. So I think last time I said he went to, like, a masturbation retreat with his dad in Mexico. That people actually believed. A retreat where you try and quit masturbating or you <laughs> masturbate a lot? I think it's like holistic masturbation, like masturbation oh. therapy. Um, but yeah, a lot of people believe that one. But this week, I, I, I can't even make up anything funnier than this. He's at a alien convention in at the Dolce base in New Mexico. Hmm. And do you know what that is, Dolce base? <laughs> no. Is that where they make that dolce de leche uh Ice fantastic cream? yeah no. dessert? <laughs> no, it's like a I guess an alien if you're an alien person or someone who's infatuated with aliens, um this is like where illegal they... aliens <laughs> Yeah, if you love to like take children away from families at the border. Um no, this is like a like an area fifty one type thing. But I guess they oh. have spaceships there at the Dolce Air Force Base. And so they're doing this like alien convention in Dolce where they go out and do like you go in groups and you go to like UFO viewings in the desert and all sorts of things like that, which I'm, I'm assuming you get like legit alien people, like people who are obsessed with aliens, like even more so than like X-Files fans. Because last week we went to a we got press passes for an alien convention in Pasadena, but it was all about the ancient aliens show that they basically just made this whole convention about their own show. And that guy, you know, the guy that's on the meme, George Sukalos or whatever. No, I'm sure you've seen his face. He's like, he's got his hands together. And it's like aliens. He's got, he's, he's become a meme. Oh yes. Yes. That, that guy was there with David Duchovny and was like a big Hollywood thing. But this and there were I mean, like lots of it, hot you, chicks You make there. it sound like what happened to like San Diego Comic-Con that was, you know, it used to be comic book nerds and then it got taken over by celebrities. Is that what happened to this thing too? No, this was always an ancient aliens convention. Like right, they, but David Duchovny and this famous guy from A&E or whatever he's on? Well, I think what happened is it started out a little smaller and now that that show is so well, I'm big. Saying, if, I go, if I go to an alien convention, there better, better be a lot of people there who haven't like bathed in months. Well, that's what Harrison's that at right now. Authentic the authentic item. Yeah, but that's what Harrison's at right now. Because the one Is that we went billion? to, 
Yeah, we went to Pasadena. It's like there are lots of hot girls, lots of girls in costumes. We actually interviewed a few. It was fun, but whatever. It was free. But this one in in New Mexico, yeah, it's like on a a Navajo like retreat area or resort or something. And he was just like, he goes, it's hardcore. Like there's a lot of like men you can tell that have never even touched a breast before. And right. they're just obsessed with a lot of fat guys, a lot of neck beards. So I'm interested to hear about that. I was going to make something up and I'm like, yeah, I don't really need to this week. Anyway, I saw you, just saw you in Palm Springs. It was a good time. Um, yeah, it was good. It was like city. 115 there. Dude, it was so fucking hot, it melted the adhesive that holds my rearview mirror to the windshield. My adhesive! Ugh. Dude, what the fuck? Like, Did why do people live yet? in that? Yeah, no, I mean, I fixed it, but I remember I went to, like, an auto parts place, and I was like, yeah, this is weird. My my rearview fell off my windshield, and they're like, oh, it happens all the time. I'm like, no, <laughs> it, it shouldn't happen all the time. Fucking weird city. Like you went to somewhere in Palm Springs and they're like, oh, it happens all the time because it's hot as fuck here? Or you went back yeah. to L.A. and they told you? No, in L.A. they'd be like, that's weird. But in Palm Springs, I went to an auto parts place there and they're like, oh, yeah, it happens all the time. Here's a kit on how to fix that. And I'm like, what the fuck? That place is so weird. It's where gay men go to die. Yeah, I don't know if I told you, but I went to the – I went to a place uh, like a bondage store that would make Jeffrey blush. I'm convinced. <laughs> There's a lot of that over there. And like the only reason I went stores. is because another dude who was down there with us, it was like the husband of a guy that he used to work with. And he's like, oh, yeah, I used to hang out with these guys all the time. Let's go to their store. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I was thinking, you know, it was like a leather store. I was thinking like I'm sure there will be like, you know, some gay bondage stuff and then just like, you know, leather for the for the non-bondage gay man, you know, things <laughs> like, oh, no. No, it's hardcore. There. I mean, it was it was like a Tom of Finland nightmare, and <laughs> like like sounding devices, and you know, like and then like where I thought like oh there'd be some leather gay bondage stuff, and then there'd be like you know leather stuff for straights or or whatever people who weren't <laughs> super into, you know, even gay people who aren't super into the gay bondage lifestyle. Like no, the other section. Oh, this is our latex and rubber section, and you know like ball gags and things. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things where you're in the shop and you're trying to be cool, but you're like, I can't look at anything. Right, because my friend was talking to the guy that he knew and like, oh, hey, you know, I haven't talked to you in a while. Like, oh, yeah, you still work for the phone company? And I'm just like, like trying to peruse things and, you know, the photos <laughs> on the wall. I'm like, that's oh, a giant cock. Okay. <laughs> it's like everything's like a cock or a spread asshole. And it's just like, right, okay, exactly. Or, or like, you know, like the, the bench that you get strapped down to. <laughs> Oh, but you know what? I don't know what's funnier in my though. living room, I guess. I don't know what's funnier that, or if you go to some of those thrift stores with all the gay erotica, like all uh, those thrift stores, you go in there and it's like I imagine like a lot of old, you know, SOHs die, and then they they give their estate up to these thrift stores, and they just have all this like gay erotica. Like there, there are like all these framed pictures of like naked men just sitting in baskets. You know, and I guess that's <laughs> what you fetishist. Just, a, just I'm a gay guy crouching in a basket, you know, or like on all fours in a basket. That's a thing, I guess. Is that like sure. a prize that shows up at your house on Easter or something? If you're gay, <laughs> I almost bought my brother one because it was just so funny. But then I was like, oh, it's three hundred fifty dollars. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's, it's a famous photography. Yeah, it's like some vintage thing. But anyway, it was a good. It was a good time being in Palm Springs. Um, it was good hanging out with you and the missus and the and the children. Got you, uh, got two now, two two dogs. 
Yeah, nice. dogs, people. But um, <laughs> who I, who I don't refer to as my children. I refer them to them as my roommates. Yeah, furry, retarded children. Your roommates, yeah. Yeah, roommates that shit on the floor and you know chew, eat things that you're not supposed. You know your belongings that you actually have to deal with. Right. Um, that you're responsible for. So anyway, it's good to have you on the show, and I think it's t- it's timely because I wanted to get your input on this next topic that I imagine you must be experiencing some degree of schadenfreude, probably a lot. Uh, Do you hear about uh, Chris Hardwick's dirty laundry being aired all over the news right now? So apparently he, his, uh, a woman he dated a few years ago kind of uh, wrote a Me Too essay claiming uh, the Talking Dead host has been, was mentally abusive and sexually assaulted her during their three-year relationship. And now Hardwick is trying to defend himself in the media whilst losing all of these uh, sponsorships and uh, gigs. Like, I think he got taken off The Talking Dead, which is such a stupid show to begin with. Um, I think he's banned from The Nerdist. I, I mean, those, those, those ta- there's though. a bunch of these talking. They're not all called Talking Dead or whatever. But I mean, that's like a <clears throat> that's a new concept over the past several years. I mean, it's like one below reality program. Yeah, right? it, well, it, it is because there's a lot of them for the reality. Like, there's because I know my wife is into like all those Real Housewives shows, and then I'll be like, "What are you watching? The fucking Real Housewives again?" And she's like, "No, I'm watching the show where they talk about the show, The Real Housewives." <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Well, that, that's and what I'm saying. Same thing as The Talking Dead. Like, like you watch The Walking Dead, which is fucking sucks, right? It's a terrible show. But then you don't get enough, so not, then you watch another show where they talk about that show. Well, what, what I never understood about it is like, do I need Chris Hardwick to explain what just happened in the Walking Dead episode I watched? It's not that complicated. I mean, I don't yeah. watch it anymore, is it? But it's not that complicated. But it's not like watching a Werner Herzog movie or something. You know, it's like it's fucking Walking Dead. It's a soap opera with zombies. Well, even if there, but even if there was a Werner Herzog show, like a series, I, I could see maybe somebody doing like a, a maybe on YouTube or something a commentary. Like at the end of the series, you'd like you'd be like, "Well, here's the arc of the story and what happened like and what BTS. the significance of that is." But you don't need you don't need that a on a stupid show like The Walking Dead that has no subtlety at all, <laughs> and you don't need it after every episode. Like, no, yeah, we yeah. fucking all saw it. <laughs> Because Chris Hardwick brings some like fucking like incredible insight to the show. What? I mean, I can't say I've ever watched it, but I think it's his have biting sense of humor. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I think it's his biting. It's his his rapier wit and his keen observations helps you understand the story on a on a higher level. Was he Yeah, of course. Can't you hear it in my voice? Was he famous? <laughs> And then he he adopted the nerd thing, or did he adopt the like this king of the nerds moniker like right from the start? I think what it was is he was on he was like a, a Hollywood guy. He was on an MTV show. I forget which what it was called. Something singled out or something. So he was like a you know MTV personality or whatever. And then he decided to co-opt nerd culture because Comic Con was getting big. Start his own thing, the Nerdist, and then pretend to be a nerd. And just kind of ride I, that why out. I don't get is like the whole comic. I mean, the comic books, even before all these movies, which have been around for like 50 years now, you know, it's all these superhero movies. Uh, it, it still just is, is like, you know, show business entertainment. Like, I don't get why you have to, you know, nerds like them, I guess, but I don't know why, why couldn't you just be like, 
you know, I'm the I'm the superhero celebrity movie fucking you know TV show guy. Like, what? Why become like I'm I'm such a nerd? Because to nerd me, is to a me hit it's like term. If, if a Holly, yeah, but I just I don't know. It's he, hip but now. he's he's part of making that is what I'm saying. I don't think even back then it was such a like he he's part of the, the reason that happened, which is annoying. Well, from like, what why, I've heard, why not become a famous like good looking Hollywood guy and then be like, oh, by the way, everybody, I'm also a garbage man. Like, uh, well, it's so quirky and weird and cool that I'm I'm also into being a garbage man. From what I've like heard, plumbing or something. The guy know? was never a nerd to begin with, and I think I was reading his I was reading his Wikipedia because I was prepping for the show. You should be impressed. <laughs> but the Wikipedia article like makes this big deal about how he like grew up in like Memphis or whatever it is or somewhere in the South, and like his grandpa owned a bowling alley and his dad was a professional bowler. But then at the end of the article, it, it points out that like, oh, but he his high school he went to in in Hollywood, obviously Los Angeles, and you know he's like friends with Joan Rivers from an early age. It's like these guys that had this leg up, and that's probably the only reason they ever got into show business or successful. Somebody hooked him up with it. I mean, someone but they always want to like block block the fact that like, yeah, it was nepotism is how I got into you know show business to begin with. I, now, yeah, that's the thing. They want to say they like, you know, it's this like American success story, like pull themselves up and like work right. their way to the top. It's like, yeah, dude, you, I'm sure your mom was friends with like Joan Rivers and that's how you got hooked up and you got this right, position. Yeah, the, the, the Wikipedia thing, it just mentions like that from like 12 years old, he, he made friends with Joan Rivers. It doesn't explain like how the fuck does a 12 year old meet Joan Rivers? Like clearly you had some in inside track. It definitely. But, but it's all blocked out from the Wikipedia page. Like, think, like, didn't Brad Pitt come from like you know the South or something for real? Or uh, I think he had know, connections. Harrison too. Ford was like a carpenter on one of the, like the Star Wars or no, uh, maybe American Graffiti set or something, and that's how George Lucas picked him up. But like, it normally doesn't happen like that. No, typically it's like you're hooked up through some avenue. Like Shia, Shia LaBeouf, like both of his parents were like were in the show business industry as like agents or something, right? I think what happened with Hardwick, though, is he had his connections, whatever. In the 90s, he became kind of achieved some level of fame as a comedian and doing this MTV show and all that. But then through the 2000s, his career was kind of sagging. You know, it's like he wasn't really going anywhere. And then all of a sudden, he noticed like Comic-Con and Marvel movies and all that. And it's like, I like Doctor Who. I'm a nerd. You know, it's like, I like Star Wars. I'm a nerd. And so then he just co-opted that term and just made it as a vehicle for fame but you know that guy i'm sure he's a fucking like he likes watching sports he's like a a typical hollywood douche and or just a typical dude i mean i i don't like i just don't know what there's not anything specifically nerd but everybody is like this now right they're all like i'm a geek because i watched the avengers movie so i'm a geek right you know and <laughs> but the, and then was. you point out to people like yeah, it was the highest grossing movie. Like, everybody fucking saw it, you stupid idiot. Yeah, you're not a fucking geek. There's but nothing you, geeky about it. So you, you just must watched be, a very popular movie. Good, congratulations. You must be loving this, though, that he's being Well, I've kind gone through several phases of loving it. Because first of all, I was like, wow, Chris, Harp, Chris Hardwick be raping up in here. Uh, I actually didn't read that article in detail. Like, wh- what is she talking about phys- sexual assault? I mean, because if you're well, dating somebody, you mean you have – I mean, I, I understand I'm, I understand that rape happens inside of marriages and, uh, you know, re- other relationships. But, like, does she go into detail? Like, was he literally, like, beating her around and forcing her to have sex when she didn't want to or – 
I think it was, well, I don't know if it was like full on sexual assault. It's kind of hard to like picture Hardwick being this like, you know, American psycho type sexual assault yeah, but, guy. Well, would you have said the same thing about fucking Bill Cosby? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, her name's Chloe Dykstra. Who's, she actually happens to be an acquaintance of my girlfriend. I've met her several times. Because she um, is into the whole also comic thing yeah and her see i would even say co cosplaying is legitimate geekdom because like you know you're spending all your time making all this fucking outfits and stuff like yeah you you get to call yourself a geek if you're into cosplaying because you're actually like putting the time in to do something weird that other people wouldn't do yeah and i mean and you're and that's the thing like my girlfriend is like you know really into the into the cosplay scene but she knows i mean you ask her about this this particular phoenix costume and she'll tell you which you know, comic it's from and, and right. which era and all like who was the writer at the time. It's like, you're, yeah, she's seriously into geekdom and geek culture. Yeah. She's you not know? like somebody like, we, you know, to go back to the Avengers thing that like, like I like the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. We all like the fucking Hulk. He's in this very popular movie. He turns green and he smashes things. Great. You're, well, you're not, a, you're not a geek. You don't, Everybody knows that my parents who are 70 years old know that the Hulk is in the Avengers. Well, that's the thing. And Hardwick, I think, is just basically commercializing that. And he's, you know, taking that nerd moniker, that nerd label, and being like, I'm a nerd because being a nerd's cool. You know, <laughs> and whatever. It worked for him. I mean, fucking nerd is, he sold that for millions of dollars. You know, oh, yeah, I mean, no. It's, he's made this whole huge career out of it. Yeah. I, I, I was reading some, like, side blog, and they were like, he's a powerful figure in the geek community. I was like, <laughs> fuck do those words even mean but apparently he's also kind of rapey so dykstra but is he though are, are, I well, mean, are we pretty much do we believe this i, I kind of do okay. i'd like to uh dykstra wrote uh an, uh, an essay called rose colored glasses a confession on some site called medium it's basically a me too essay that revealed that she was in an emotionally abusive uh, long-term relationship with uh, with she didn't she just said ex-boyfriend but clearly she's referring to uh, Hardwick. Um, she said she experienced long-term abuse from him. Uh, she said he's twenty years older than her, and she met him at a convention when she was in her early twenties. But you know, a twenty-year age difference in Hollywood is like, you know, a twenty-year age difference in reality is like a two-year age difference in Hollywood. Like everybody here, you see hot young girls dating a guy that's like in his forties. Yeah, or fifties. And, and I and I have no problem with that if everybody knows the score. Or yeah, exactly knows what this relationship is really about, and that's why I don't fault her because I'm sure she was like social climber. I wouldn't even famous. fault him, and but you know, as as we will find out. <laughs> He had some very strange ideas about this relationship. He certainly does. So she wrote that the relationship started out poorly, and within the first two weeks of them dating, he gave her a set of rules that she had to follow. Yeah, I never would have thought about that, but this set of rules might be a good idea. I mean, um, if this was any other dude, wouldn't, I mean, she was 26 at the time. I no, think early I tried 20s, to do the math. Early 20s. Early 20s? Oh, yeah. well, yeah, okay, yeah. But that makes sense. But, like, I mean, even early 20s, like, if you if you're with a guy for like a week or two or even a day and he he gives you a set of rules, just be like, bye. <laughs> you're a fucking weirdo. Yeah, but he's famous. But and she rich. clearly knew he was famous and she wants to be famous. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know this person. Maybe maybe she's a very good person and doesn't have these kind of mercenary attitude, but whatever. Well, that's the thing in Hollywood, though, is like as long as these men have money, they really don't age. You know, Mm -hmm. like I have a friend who uh, is dating Drew Carey. Drew Carey's got to be like early 60s. I think she's maybe 30. Maybe. Maybe a little younger. But men don't really age in Hollywood as long as you have money. And so I think that's kind well, of... Drew Carey is like better looking now than he was probably 20 years ago, right? Yeah, I think he's lost some weight. <laughs> um, so she wasn't allowed to have any close male friends unless they worked together. All photos of male friends had to be removed from her apartment. That's odd. Um, uh, but it's a little bit odd that she has photos of... Well, I guess some girls have like photos of themselves. Like her, she had a male bestie. Which I'm surprised, have, I have, though. I don't have photos of any people in my house. It's just weird to me. <laughs> this one, I think you... This would have been a deal breaker for you. Uh, she's. I guess she said that she was also not allowed to have alcohol because he was sober. He, uh, he not, had I mean, issue you with alcohol addiction. That. I mean, he had an issue with alcohol addiction, so she didn't want him to have alcohol. But this is what he said to her. I guess uh, right when they started dating, she was, I noticed you have a glass of wine with dinner. That's going to stop. Would you have been like, I'm out of here. Peace out. <laughs> he said that to her? Yeah, like at their first meal. Is this is this what she's relating? Because, I mean, I, I that's just a weird way to say it, right? I mean, you're like, oh, you know, it, it seems like we might start a longer relationship, but I, I have to let you know that I had a problem with alcohol and I, I found it very hard to be around. So, I mean, I don't know if that's a deal breaker for you, but, you know, it, it's 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 a problem for me with you having wine at dinner. <laughs> but just telling her that's going to stop. Yeah, he was Once like, again, that's going to like, stop. Oh, yeah, it will stop because I'm going to finish this class of wine and then I'm leaving. <laughs> Fucking and you're paying for it. Um, other rules included not speaking in public places because he thought people recognized him and were listening to their conversations because he's really famous. I mean, you know? he is that famous. If you saw him in Hollywood, you'd, you'd be like, holy shit, that's Chris Hardwick, right? I've seen him before. I've seen him at like events and, but I mean, it's not like I'm, I've never met him, but whatever. I mean, I think I'd be, I'd have the same level ex- of excitement as seeing Carrot Top, you know? Which would also be somewhat exciting. <laughs> that would be exciting. Yeah. Um, she said uh, their dinners were silent with him on his phone. Uh, she also wasn't allowed to take photos of them together, but he eventually loosened up on that rule, but always made her ask permission first. Um, and I guess like she, she, I mean, claims, how are you going to launch yourself to start him on somebody's coattails with all these rules? Well, that's another I guess thing. As he's like, saying he didn't want her to do that. You can't take selfies. Uh, I guess he would, she said that, uh, the essay continued stating that, that, um, Hardwick would leave Dykstra in hotel rooms while he attended events and he forced her to take an on-camera job at his company. What, what I don't under, understand what either of those last two statements mean. Well, he I would think, leave her in hotel rooms. Wait, what? Lock, lock the door from the outside? Well, that, that's what I don't get either. But I think it's he didn't want to appear with her at the event. Maybe I'm not sure why. I mean, she's kind of hot, so you'd think it'd be a good thing. But apparently, he didn't want to be associated. Maybe because he's like you know the uh, leader of the nerd empire. He can't have a girlfriend. I'm not sure. I mean, if you're in that industry, I mean, I'm sorry to to break the news to all these people, but yeah, like they manage their image. They have PR people and and that's just what happens. I mean, it fucking sucks, but like go go somewhere else if you don't like it, right? 
So she claims that he uh, sexually assaulted her on a regular basis. And this is that. There's no excusing that, D. I'll tell you that much. I was expected to be ready for him. (laughs) I was expected to be ready for him when he came home from work. Every night, I laid there for him, occasionally in tears. He thought the whole idea was funny. He even called it starfishing. She Mm. said, to be fair, I did go along with it out of fear for losing him. So, Mm. you know, I looked up this term starfishing because I never heard heard of this before. I looked it up on uh, Urban Dictionary. Apparently, starfishing is a term heterosexual males say about women who don't do any, that are unresponsive in, in, in the bedroom. Like they just lay there with their arms spread out and their legs open like a starfish and they're unresponsive. But there's another definition that says starfishing also can apply to male or female couples when you spread your uh, butt cheeks wide and rub your assholes together. <laughs> That's so, fake. Well, I don't know. Maybe they were doing that. I could see Hardwick being into that. It's kind of nerdy. <laughs> i'm a nerd but for butthole pleasures well i wonder if she was just like yeah we had to starfish all the time and it was abusive but he's probably i don't even it. think that that works what i mean your unless you're one of those together? like no ass having people i don't well she's very thin so she probably could spread her ass cheeks wide enough to have the you know, ask the starfish prominent. Yeah, but I feel like you both have to be that thin to get your assholes to touch. So you're saying like you have to be like an Ethiopian person to be able to do this. <laughs> is that yeah, how they, is that how they have I'm, sex? That's what I'm picturing. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. Um, so she said she ended the relationship uh, of three years after being snapped and yelled at constantly and very rarely being shown any affection. And then after she ended the relationship, he blacklisted her, called up several companies that she received work from and uh, threatened. They said then said that either they fire her or he won't work with them. So this was my that was my favorite part of the, the that first wave of articles. Like, can you imagine fucking Chris Hardwick? I mean, what kind of company are you even talking about? Like, like a like a Comic Con that was gonna hire her to be a booth chick or something? And then Chris Hardwick calls you up, like, hey, "Listen, I'm gonna blacklist you from my podcast, Mister." If you like, wouldn't he just be like, "Fuck you, I don't care." Apparently, he has some influence, though, according to her. You know, she said, but uh, over over what? Like, like, let's picture this. Like, what? I mean, what kind of a you know, like what kind of a booth would be at Comic-Con? Like maybe a small comic book shop or something and they want to hire her to dress up as Marvel Girl and walk around? Like like what – if you owned a comic book shop, like what – what? I, I just wouldn't – it would be hilarious to me to be threatened by Chris Hardwick and to take it seriously. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not going to be able to – you know, I'm not going to be able to advertise Meltdown Comics on the Chris – what is this podcast even called? The Chris Hardwick Podcast? I mean, who cares? Like, fine. I'll get more publicity about this because I'm going to broadcast the fact that you fucking said you'd blacklist me. Well, I'm assuming she was trying to get hosting jobs for different events and things like that. And he probably was like, I'm not going to appear at the event. Who cares? Like, he's not that big. Well, I bet you're not going to be able to get Hardwick. He's a big draw. You know, he might be. I mean, the Nerdist was a pretty uh, – it was pretty influential. It's, it's still a big company. Although it's funny. After this whole Me Too moment here though, uh, Nerdist is like stepping back being like, you know, we've had, we haven't had operational involvement with, uh, with Hardwick in years. 
you know, he's not affiliated with us anymore. Sold the company. He's doing his own thing. So he's raping. We're fine. Okay. Like he's like, they're trying to like separate themselves as much as possible. Did, mm. did you know that he married uh, Lydia Hurst, Patty Hurst's daughter? I read something like that. I didn't look at any pictures or I mean, I assume she's just independently wealthy. What's her deal? Yeah, she's very wealthy. But she went out recently uh, and wrote like or said some public statement against Chloe Dykstra saying that the woman's psychotic and she's a liar. She's full on defending Hardwick. But I think the best part well, it's about, her husband, right? <laughs> well, yeah, she has to. But I mean, who gives a shit? Like if I was Hardwick, I'd be like, fuck it, dude. I have Hearst money now. I have a fucking castle. A castle, right. you know, in like San Luis Obispo. It's like, fuck it. Say whatever you want. Can they actually, st- I've never been to that thing, but can they actually stay there? <laughs> like, like when you go to Graceland, they don't let you upstairs because apparently like, uh, what's her name? Lisa Marie, yeah, Lisa Marie like when she's in town, there. she actually does live upstairs there. But is, is the Hearst Castle just a big museum or is there like a family quarters where they can h- hang out? My girlfriend told me that, uh, I guess for her bridal party or bachelorette party or whatever, she like had a huge party at the castle and you could swim in this like historic pool that they have there. I don't know if you've ever toured it, but like they have this amazing Roman pool that's like 50 or 60 years old or whatever. And uh, yeah, like she had a full on booze drug party there. (laughs) If I was, Hardwick, I I would just hang out in that house, like when the tours were going through, like just making eggs in my underwear. Oh, hi, folks! Still a working kitchen here. I would want to. I would want a full on crown and a scepter, though. I could be full on Game of Thrones. I'd want an Iron Throne built in there. You I know, mean, do you think Hardwick can't get a crown and scepter? Of course he can. <laughs> but so I think the best part of this whole story, aside from the star fishing, is his response to her. And so now, like TMZ, you know, well, this muck, isn't a this raking. isn't a current response to her. no, no. But it was he, like, on Earth. He basically leaked his own email trying to prove that, like, that she. I mean, this is what a, a lot of accused rapists will do. This right, like, well, she was trying to get back together with me if it was so terrible. Like, but isn't that kind of bogus just because of weird psychology things? <laughs> but so this is the weird thing about it, and that's why I'm like, I, I this is the part I find I guess the most strange about this whole drama. Um, you know, this is celebrity news, if you think about it. We're doing a news show, the show that you always wanted to do. Um, <laughs> so, but I think the... You make, you make it sound like like I'm like uh, you know, one of these guys who works for like Us Weekly or something. <laughs> You're like but that guy in TMZ. I just Jimmy thought it was, frequently it was more interesting than like, oh, another story where a guy beat his infant to death with a metal pole. <laughs> <laughs> that's Maybe what it feels to our audience um but anyway uh this is probably the best part of the story is he wrote a like a thousand word text which i didn't even know you could write text that long to her clearly he uh he typed this up in word and then pasted it in text which is like weird very, what's the opposite of a power move it's such a <laughs> pathetic like i sat down to my word processor and wrote you this, and then and then to, like then to tape it, and, uh, paste it into text. Like, why don't you just send it via email? <laughs> it's it's so bizarre. And I guess afterwards she got the text and was like begging to take him back or whatever it was. Well, yeah, she finally figured out that her her. That, I mean, this clearly dating this dude was is the best chance of to, of fame she's ever had, and she fucked it up. 
You know, her father actually uh, did special effects for Star Wars. I think he designed the lightsaber. Well, what the hell does she need Hardwick for? Then? That's that's what I don't know. I don't. Well, know. You're blowing holes in my theories here. <laughs> but so this letter that he wrote her is bizarre. Like he, what was he saying? Like I know you were pointing out some aspects of it, some paragraphs. But do you have it? Do you have the? Did you print out the letter? Yeah, I have it. <laughs> What's your I'm favorite part of it? Just a couple highlights. Oh yeah, a couple highlights. Well, first of all, just <clears throat> he's he's forty three when he wrote this, you know, and it's like you said, it's this a thousand word. <laughs> Uh, text about how you know everything how she did him wrong because apparently she was like he says that that she was cheating on him but then it also sounds like maybe they were quote unquote taking a break which here's another piece of advice for everybody out there when you're 43 don't do the taking a break thing (laughs) just just either break up with somebody or keep going out with them but the tell take taking a break is for like when you're in your teens and 20s and even then it's a dumb idea, but I, you know, it's somewhat, uh, excusable. Um, I think I need to learn that one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Life is not that long to be taking breaks. Yeah. Okay. Especially when you're 43. But anyways, they were taking a break. She started hooking up with some dude, which, you know, if, if you would have just broken up with a person, it wouldn't be an issue, right? Like, oh yeah, well she has got a new dude now, but he took offense because they were taking a break which he says no more. Uh, but I don't know. It, it's just very long. It's it's and, really long. And just the fact that he wrote something this long, I think shows the type of guy he is. Right. It shows point, something about his character. One, at one point he says, you know, that she was uh, hooking up with this other dude while she was on break was, uh, and he actually says no hyperbole, those are his words. The worst thing anyone has ever done to me. <laughs> you're 43 years old and you're dating a 26 year old and she's on break and hooks up with some, you know, sucks some other guy's cock. And it's the worst thing anyone has ever done to you. What kind of a boring ass life have you had? Dude, it's the ego. That's the thing. It's like it's a blow to this dude's ego, which is so nobody, fucking even, high. But nobody's nobody's in his forty three years has ever given him a worse blow to his ego than a girl he was dating blowing some other guy. I find that extremely hard to believe. Maybe it just set it for effect. Maybe this guy was one of the Avengers. I don't yeah, know, it'd be like Hawkeye or something. Really think about this, Chris. He, there's nothing else that was worse than this. <laughs> wow. Um, he he also goes on to say that. Uh, you know, that, that he tried to do everything in his power to make her happy. You know, they'd been dating for three years or something like, how about get married? <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> makes sense. Like make women happy, especially in Hollywood when you're wealthy. But, uh, but I guess that was just outside of his um, realm of possibilities, according to him. But that's the thing in Hollywood. These guys that are in their 60s that are dating women in their 30s with these 20-year age, they don't want to marry them. They want to keep them for photo opportunities star fishing but they don't want to marry them because once you marry them then you got to get legality involved and that's what these girls want i mean they want to get knocked up i mean that's basically what what, you know thousands of years of society have built up and that that that's the structure that we uh that's how we structure our civilization but if you know like i said if you're just walking around with arm candy like that's fine but but 
but just you know, admit it. You you don't write a thousand word text message to the arm candy when she goes away and blows somebody else. But the thing is with Hardwick though, he will marry if it's Hearst. You know, it's it's Lydia Hearst yeah, that's, has that's, a that's, shitload that's of money. Yeah, so he it's like to, he didn't want to step down with the marriage. You wanted to yeah, step yeah. Up. You want to step up. So I mean, I think that was completely calculated there, but. Anyway. He also mentions this other phrase that I see around a lot, which I, I don't understand. I thought maybe you could help – maybe you understand it. But uh, he talks about how, um, you know, that whatever, he did so many things to her and he always and he always told her that she she deserved good things in life. What did, I've seen that all over uh, Twitter and, and maybe Tumblr and probably a little bit of Facebook from guys and girls, mostly girls. But, you know, talking about – either they're talking about themselves like – this is the this is the year that I'm just gonna admit that I deserve good things, or you know, then her cheer, their friends will chime in like, "You go, girl, you go, you do deserve good things in life." Like, what did, what does that mean? It's is a self-deprecating like, statement. Is it like, like saying good luck? Sort of, I th- but I think he's being self-deprecating here, trying to be the bigger man. It's like you deserve a better man than me, and you deserve it was something they clearly things. talked about a lot because he's sort of talking about how. You know, this is what went on in their relationship that he would always insist that she deserved deserved love. Yeah. And deserve like like if somebody makes minimum wage and they only work like 10 hours a week and you tell them that they deserve good things and then you go away, like their <laughs> life doesn't get any better. It's not like, oh, here's a Trans Am in my fucking driveway now. No, like you still don't have any money or <laughs> any opportunities. Sorry. Well- I think the fact that matter you admitted that you deserved good things and it doesn't change anything. In conclusion, I don't think this me too moment is really going to affect him in any way. I think by getting traction and then this whole email thing seems to be diffusing it. I for one am completely uh, in support of trying to claw it back to being a a horrible (laughs) uh, fiasco for him. But I I don't know what I can do. You say maybe you kind of know this person. Uh, maybe sh- if she wants any help, just have her email me. Yeah, no, I'm going to like uh, reach out to her. Well, I don't know her personally, but my uh, my girlfriend is an acquaintance of her and knows her. You know, uh, is done. I mean, we'll we'll ban Chris her. Hardwick from our podcast. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll let her know. Like, hey, you want to get this back in the media? You want to you want to dig deeper? Like, really hurt this guy? I'll reach you out to a consultant, a Me Too consultant. Yeah, and uh, yeah, or an anti Hardwick operative. Tell, tell her to tell him that you're blacklisting him from all sick and wrong industries <laughs> affiliated <laughs> operations. Do you think he starfishes Lydia Hurst? I think once you start starfishing, it's not something you can really stop doing. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to not starfish? Yeah. And I think it's just part of the sexual uh, repertoire. Yeah. Um, is it foreplay or is it the main deal or is it like something you do after? I think what I think what you do is you instead of like actually having penetrative sex, you rub your assholes together and you masturbate. Mm. That's a, I think that's how you do. And maybe that's what he's into. It's nerdy. It sounds nerdy. You know? Yeah, I guess you could say you could you could say that. People, it's episode six forty here. Sick and wrong. We have news stories coming up next, and we have phone calls a little later in the show. But first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? 
Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Uh, the first story we have here, you're going to love this one, Wackerly. This is like totally up your alley. Uh, Rutgers professor, 48 years old, who sexually assaulted a nonverbal diaper-clad disabled man whom she claimed to love and have consensual sex, consensual sex, is spared additional jail time and sentenced to time served. Do you hear about this lady? Where did this happen? Uh, where's Rutgers? Uh, where's oh, that? New Jersey. In New Jersey. It's in Jersey. She's a university professor who is hired by this family to teach their severely disabled son how to communicate. I was going to say, this guy isn't a diaper fetishist. He's actually just a, a legit diaper wearer, it sounds like. Yeah, but that's the, the guy can't communicate. He's, you know, has severe cerebral palsy. He has to scoot around on the floor in his diaper. Are we I mean, talking full Helen Keller, or does he have a sight? Or no, he has he, a sight. He doesn't have enough motor function to like talk and yeah, do some language. Like he can't speak. Okay. So, um, a former Rutgers University professor who pled guilty to sexually assaulting a disabled man whom she says she fell in love with will not return to prison. This is a uh, appeal court sentenced her to, to times time served. Anna Stubblefield, forty-eight years old, was sentenced to time served on Friday after she pleaded guilty. I had marched to a lower charge of aggravated criminal sexual contact. As she was convicted in 2015, sentenced to 12 years in prison, um, after uh, authorities say the former chair of the Rutgers Newark Philosophy Department had sex with a 37-year-old nonverbal man with cerebral palsy. And this woman was married at the time with two kids. She's yeah. a cockhound. <laughs> she can't get enough. <laughs> Got she doesn't out. care. <laughs> um, she you testified. You know where they, they, uh, they're asking Elaine, like, if she's, you know. It's the one where uh, Jerry's girlfriend was walking around the house naked, and then he tries to walk around naked, and Elaine's like, oh, no. <laughs> like, the male <laughs> naked body is terrible. <laughs> like, it's just, like, you know, the cock is useful, and that's about it. I mean, and if you have that, if you think like that, then who cares if the dude has cerebral palsy? If you if you just think all male bodies are disgusting, which they are, I I think she uh, had a fetish here because mm. let, we'll get into I'll get into details. Her husband in a didn't have cerebral palsy, did he? No, her husband is normal body or able bodied, and I imagine yeah. he must. Could you imagine uh, how normal upset you'd be? Is not the preferred yeah. term. Able bodied. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> I don't even know able is is kosher. <laughs> I don't know what you're supposed to put all people now. All right. Especially the normies. (laughs) Her husband wasn't a rotundo, okay? Let me just get to that. Um, (laughs) That's fine because no one knows the the meaning of that word. Um, I don't – is this something you pulled up from like when you used to live in Bay City? (laughs) (laughs) Stubblefield testified during her 2015 trial that she and the man – uh, who was the brother of one of her students, fell in love after she was brought on by his family to help him communicate. He was 34 years old at the time. He had severe cerebral palsy, and he wore diapers. Even though he could not speak, she said they were in love and that their relationship was consensual. If you ask me, 
I think this needs to be made into a rom-com. Daniel Day-Lewis, Jennifer Lawrence. Well, he already did the... Now, who was the guy who was in My Left Foot? That wasn't Daniel Day-Lewis, right? That was... Uh, Actually, I think it was. He's good at playing uh, you know, people with, with issues. <laughs> yeah, watch your terminology here. <laughs> I thought it was... Uh, I thought it was the guy who played. Uh, you're, you're talking the, about the, the dude the, that can only up, uh, like you can only move his left foot. That right, and they played the, the soccer game. Who's the villain from the pirate uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies? What's that oh, actor? God, name? I forgot that guy's name. Uh, <laughs> Michael Michael Rush. Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush. Didn't he, Jeffrey Rush. Didn't he play uh, a, a differently abled? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but actually, I kind of like where you're going with this. Jeffrey Rush, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. You can call it diaper love. Right, but isn't Jennifer Lawrence, weren't they like, wasn't the professor older than the kid? We need, a, we need an Shit. older. All right, Kate Blanchett. There you go. That works. Way so, better. All right, picture these two. Jeff. Well, Jeffrey Rush would have to be, now we need a younger person. How about, uh, I don't know. The kid from Breaking Bad. Okay. He's a he's differently Jesse. bodied, right? <laughs> oh, that kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah All right. Great. The kid Perfect. from Breaking Bad. And Je- I guess Jennifer Lawrence is older than him. But let's, say, let's go with Kate Blanchett here. Kate Blanchett, kid from Breaking Bad. Here's the details. Now, this is going to get steamy, so prepare yourself. Well, you want me to bring the lube out? <laughs> <laughs> Mood lighting. They met the following Sunday at uh, his house while the mother was at church. They tried to kiss. So I guess they had already been, you know, she'd already been teaching him how to communicate and how to, how to do lessons and all that. But they arranged to have a well, private now meeting. Now you are kind of making it hot. Well, they arranged I can to have picture a private the meeting. Video at the point. At this point. So they tried to kiss while lying down on, uh, his name's DJ, DJ's bed. DJ, isn't that a great name for a person with different, you know, differently bodied? Differently jointed. <laughs> so they laid on DJ's bed on the theory that it'd be easier given his impairments. But he kept sitting up and then he lowered himself onto the floor. He, he communicated with a keyboard. And so she offered him the keyboard and asked if anything was wrong. Nothing's wrong, he typed. He was very happy but overwhelmed. He said he needed a minute. So he scooted out into the hallway in his diaper. And she said... My dog does that on the carpet. <laughs> this is scooting business. She said, look, whatever we're going to do, you set the pace. You call the shots. A few Ooh. minutes later, she was naked. And he well, typed... calling the shots. Yeah. He typed, I've dreamed about this. Oh, wait, he can type? I guess, well, sort of. I'll get to that in a second. It's called facilitated communication, where she's like moving his hand. Oh, this is kind of like back when uh, Frank Mori guy used to come into the radio station, right? And he had had that lady there who who would like tell you what he was saying, but you never really could understand, you know, I I never really trusted that she wasn't just saying what she wanted to say. But she wasn't moving Frank Moore's hand, though. Wasn't he still moving it on the Ouija board himself? And she right, was interpreting but why, okay, it. Okay, well, why why was she even there then? She clear she clearly had to sort of interpret what he was trying to get at, and I never, I never felt completely comfortable that she was saying exactly what his thoughts were. So, do you think he was being sexually assaulted? Like he was? In- well, he seemed to enjoy that <laughs> clearly, right? I mean, so he typed, "I've dreamed about this." At his request, she pushed down his pants, loosened his diaper, and performed oral sex on him. 
was the diaper clean? <laughs> Somebody has to ask it. I don't know. But I mean, it, it is kind of sexy when you have to loosen the diaper to uh, give a blowjob. Um, they never finished. He said he was close. A week later, they tried again. But this time, they tried to have sex in her office at Rutgers with condoms, Whoa. a blanket, and an exercise mat, which actually they purchased from adamandeve.com using purchase code DIDDLE. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you think they sell disabled sex kits? Um, the, ki the kit seems pretty basic. It's an exercise <laughs> mat and a blanket. And condoms, you know? Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't feel like you have to go to a sex-specific website to buy that kind of stuff. Yeah, but it'd be a lot easier. It's convenient because you could be like, you know, I could go to Home Depot to buy, you know, the, the mat. I have to go to, like, <laughs> Ross to go buy the blanket. It's a lot easier just to get it all in one place, you know, using coupon Online. code Diddle. Yeah. Right. Um, it didn't you work. Get, you get the coupon code is the good part. Yeah, 10% off, you know. It did work. And they ended up just sitting on the floor together. Anna talking while DJ's typing. She asked him, do you want to see some pornography? Because pornography <laughs> usually heats things up. Um, Why was this woman, woman prosecuted? It sounds like she's doing this guy a lot of favors to me, but what do I know? Well, that, that's the one thing I don't get either. It's like the, the family hired her to, to help the kid learn how to communicate. Now, he's not a kid. He's a 34-year-old man. As right, and, and there, he's, he's yeah. old enough to consent, and he's typing at her. I mean, what's wrong with this picture? I, I, I'm having a hard time figuring this out, what the problem is. Well, the question is his capacity to consent. I'll get to that in a minute here. So she asked him if he wanted to watch her porn. She said she wouldn't want to pay for porn or watch anything offensive, but that she would be okay with finding free clips on the internet. What a cheap ass. Uh, that What's offensive is in the eye of the ball. <laughs> depicted couples engaging in mutually pleasurable intercourse. Um, he demurred, typing out that in his view, the women in porn are being exploited. Mm. What? God, what a pretty, you'd think this guy would watch a lot of porn, you know, being confined to a, a wheelchair and all that. Um, I would do basically nothing else. If I was that's in that all situation. I would do. I mean, I would try to figure out how to jack. And plus, if you think about it, if you get cerebral palsy and you're that fucked up, you probably could jack off anytime you wanted. And it didn't matter because you're, you know, you could be like, I'm <laughs> Somebody's going to clean the diaper anyways. You know? And yeah. it's going to be full of all, all kinds of other fluids. Like, yeah, who cares if there's a little jism in there in the mix? And it's not like they can be like, that's wrong. You can't do that. You know, <laughs> you can only do that certain times, private time. You'd be like, right. you know, fuck you. <laughs> How do you punish palsy. a guy in that situation, too? I think God punished him enough. Confined to his chair already. <laughs> so uh, he said... Anna, the, the woman here, was more beautiful than any porn star, and he really wanted to be thinking about her when they finally made love. So it did finally happen in the office, uh, on the blanket, on the map. He, she said if he needed to say something, he could just bang the keyboard on the floor, and uh, mm. then they would know. And so uh, he always had the option to stop having sex with her when they were intimate, and he could just bang the keyboard to, uh, to alert her. So I mean, somebody like the person in the adjacent office knew she was having sex with this kid. Well, probably she had Barry White music playing, and, uh, <laughs> and a, a disco light. A disco yeah, but, light, uh, like a disco ball. You know, what do you? Do you have a fucking disco ball in your bedroom where you have sex? 
It's one of the many uh, accessories. What are you, what are you fucking John Travolta over here? <laughs> one of the many accessories, right? It's all part of the fantasy. Don't judge. Um, so <laughs> stub and field. How long does that field. ball blast when you're operating it for like three minutes at a time? By the way? <laughs> Maybe three or four <laughs> rotations and I'm done. <laughs> and I'm banging the keyboard on the floor. Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Stubblefield testified that he consented to the relationship by communicating on a keyboard through a technique called facilitated communication, where a trained person holds the disabled person's hand to help them type. How legitimate does that sound? <laughs> like, she could tell, like, she's horny. All signs point to no. <laughs> That was a robotic magic eight ball, by the way. Well, she's just like, so do you want me to give you a, open your diaper and give you a blowjob? And then she moves his hand, Y-E-S. Okay. Why do you not? really have to, do you really have to do the E-S? <laughs> Seems like a lot of work. Um, she's, she claims, or she admitted in court that she should have known the man was legally unable to consent. And I think that's where it all came down to is, uh, is his ability to, if he had the mental capacity to consent. Um, so at the time, she was married with children when a relationship with this man developed. So I couldn't imagine how upset her husband would be. Could you imagine that? Yeah, that would be pretty upsetting. <laughs> I mean, I could see, like, that's like, do you think Hardwick would have written Chloe Dykstra such a long letter if she found out that the guy that she was cheating on him with was like, you know, the, the kid, kid from, from Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. <laughs> like, I wonder, do, how pissed do you think he would be? Or do you think it just was, I'm not writing the letter. Fuck it. I would think the letter would have been even longer. <laughs> so the man's family sued Stubblefield and won a $4 million judgment. Uh, didn't wow. say It didn't say does against the, the university. university professor have that kind of money? Well, maybe they sued the university. I'm not sure. That's what I would, I mean, that would be my advice as a lawyer. So what ended up Zoom happening up. and why this all happened is because I guess the parents found out through about their son that they, she was in a sexual relationship with a lady and they stomped it. But she showed up at their home demanding to see him, claiming that they were in love and that oh, their Jesus. future was together. And that's when the family was like, what? And so they were concerned that he couldn't communicate properly and they tested it. By asking him questions that he would know the answer to, but he couldn't even answer them mm. by himself without her moving his hand around. Mm. You, you got to admit, women like this Rutgers professor, a very intelligent lady, they can get psycho, man. They can be scary. Think about that NASA astronaut with the diapers. Remember that lady? Yeah. Scientist. I don't remember her name, but she drove a long ways across the country wearing a diaper so she didn't have to stop, which exactly. really is just kind of ingenuity. <laughs> it's not really sick and wrong. Because they wear, they wear diapers in the rocket, right? I mean. <laughs> yeah, I think she was used to it, you know? Yeah, she's like, you know, just, you or I who don't have any experience wearing diapers for, you know, technical job-related reasons, it'd be a little weird for us. But, you know, if you have to wear a diaper at your job all the time, why I not guess, put one on when you have to go on a long journey in the car? You know, I, I don't have experience driving with a loaded diaper, but I imagine if you've done this before, you know, in a space shuttle. Yeah, it's no big thing. Not a big of a deal. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> if you're in the space shuttle, I mean, do you try and hold it in at all? Like, or just right when you're on the launch pad, do you just like unload? <laughs> well, I like, imagine the diaper on. Why not? 
Don't you think you'd have some butterflies when the fucking engine starts up and you're about to launch? I probably you probably do shit yourself. Yeah, I mean, you have a diaper on. Why not? See, I think they I get would a rash if you have to sit in it too long. I guess that's my what I'm saying. I think like, do you wait till maybe you're like 15 minutes out from the space, <laughs> the International <laughs> Space Station? Like, oh, I'm. I don't mind sitting in it for like 10 minutes. So here we go. I think I'm the type of asshole that if I was up in space with a bunch of my friends, I probably would pull my pants down and just shit. So the turd would just float around (laughs) and everyone would be freaking out because it'd be kind of funny. Don't they have a little cleaning robot like in Star Wars that That catches the turds? Yeah, it seeks them out, you know, and, and vacuums them up. Well, maybe, but I mean, I would just do it in the room and just see what. Maybe you think maybe they do have that. <laughs> you get the brown missile just flying through the air. People would be freaking out. They call the cleaner are robot. You, are, you, are you picturing like a firm stool sample at this point, or you know, I mean, you're eating that. You're eating that space food. Uh, is there a lot of fiber in that or is it just kind of everywhere i'm thinking like a solid cylindrical turd you know just kind of like floating through the air i'm not thinking a big splatter like 2001 the giant fucking obelisk that's more (laughs) and there'd have to be like jaws music playing while everyone's scrambling to get away from it i picture even or like in the aliens movie you know it's like going through the vents (laughs) people don't know where it is and you got to get the scanner out <laughs> be like it's, it's coming to the galley. It's right above us. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why I'll never be an astronaut. Um. Anyway, long story short, she uh, is being served with time served, and facilitated communication is a widely discredited form of communication, which these caregivers help the person they are caring for communicate. That's what I'm talking by about with Frank Moore. Yeah, but it's widely discredited. So what she was basically doing was raping a guy in a diaper. Mm. That's kind of what's going on there. Well, not necessarily. It's just we don't know. We'll never know whether he was enjoying himself or not. Well, yeah, because he can't communicate. So <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a black box. We don't know what's going mm-hmm. on in that. So what do, you, what do you have here for the second story? <laughs> Well, I don't know about in L.A., but is it super fucking hot there? It's super fucking hot here. For Pride, you know, it is Pride oh, is Weekend. Is it Pride, Pride Weekend Parade. this weekend? Pride Parade is today. I didn't know that. And, uh, you know, wow, they are they are giving people lots of warnings. You know, d- d- be sure to drink water. Don't stand in direct sunlight for too long, especially if you're an older gentleman like Jeffrey. Uh, you know, the young gays, I think they can take it. But, um <laughs> The thing yeah. is, like, the thing is, it's eighty-three degrees. Wow, which isn't really that fucking hot, dude. Fucking, <laughs> but I've heard, I've heard, uh, you know, screens. hundreds of warnings on the radio that people, you know, people need to take precautions. <laughs> Don't want to get heat stroke <laughs> at the, the gay pride parade. You know, I didn't talk to Jeffrey. I haven't talked to Jeffrey this week. But I was wondering if he like has a special leather outfit or something. Where he's busting out the chaps. Sure. Yeah, I probably have well, shorts. Well, yeah, you don't want to wear you don't want to wear like a long, full leather suit because you might overheat. So get something with that's vented. Uh, maybe has yeah the buttocks exposed. That's a good strategy to, for beating the heat. Ventilation, you know. Yeah, ventilation and easy access. I imagine. Although I don't think like 
That's the thing. I don't think they're tossing salad at the Pride Parade like they would be at the Folsom Street Fair. It's a little bit different. Well, you you have like why you got to implement all these rules? I thought the whole point was to f- let your freak flag fly. <laughs> I think I think the fr- the freak flag flies at different levels on the post at some. Of it these is events. it is pretty funny though because um, if you don't, I mean, I'm sure L.A. has some kind of a pride parade too somewhere, right? West Hollywood. Yeah, I think they do actually. I don't know if it's this weekend or next weekend. But, but if you if you don't live in one of these towns that has prominent gay pride parades, I mean. It's so fucking corporate because I work downtown where all the big banks are. And for the past two weeks, like Wells Fargo and, you know, like Procter and Gamble and fucking like Halliburton, you know, they've all got their like big pride signs on the outside of their building. So when the the parade is televised, they get all that free free advertising, public relations and advertising. It's completely become this giant corporate event. They have to. I mean, they have to kind of like show like, oh, yes, we're. Totally supportive of gay rights and all the other things, all the other, even differently abled people. We love them too. Yeah, it's kind of everything. Everybody's glommed on, right? I'm sure there's like a Palestinian contingent <laughs> the parade. I've never been to it, but anyways, that's not really what my story's about. My story's about air conditioning. Which well, it sounds uh, like you need them now in the Bay Area. I never so had an air conditioner. 83 up there. degrees out, D, um, you know. Do you have we an haven't air seen this kind of heat for several weeks. <laughs> Wait, do you uh, have I an did. air conditioner? I put, I put an air conditioner in yesterday because my wife got one for free oh. out of somebody's trash. <laughs> it wasn't actually out of like a trash can, but somebody was moving and apparently they didn't need or want this air conditioner anymore. So she got it for free. And this is a very typical wife thing. Like I'm not trying to be a Ray Romano up in this bitch, but, uh, you know, like she gets the air conditioner. She's like, oh, I got this air conditioner. Aren't you happy? But in my mind, I'm like, well, there goes my fucking Saturday <laughs> having to install the goddamn thing. So, you know, yeah, I got to go to goddamn Home Depot, which is the most terrible store in the universe because nothing's where you think it would be. And, you know, even that the sales associates can't find it. So I'm spending like an hour and a half there while they try and find all the shit I need to install the air conditioner. Are you uh, like, Peg, why do you have to bring an air conditioner here? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing Al Bundy impression there, by the way. Peg! <laughs> Peg! Do you go lock yourself in the bathroom? Yeah. You go lock yourself in the toilet for like two hours? Escape the wife? I should have installed the air conditioner in the toilet and then like locked myself in there by myself. Go, go hang out with your no ma'am buddies. Remember yeah. that club? Yeah. The juggies. No, no, the Juggies was something else. The no ma'am. What was the magazine he read? Was it Juggies? I think that was Juggies. Biggins, yeah. Or was it Biggins? <laughs> I think the magazine was Biggins. <laughs> Steel would know that. Um, anyway, so you got an air conditioner. Yeah, I got an air conditioner. Well, this lady had an air conditioner in the story, um, and she lives in Columbia County, which I don't even know where that is. It's got to be down south because this is definitely like a hayseed hillbilly story. Mm. Uh and that, but then uh, she was estranged for from her husband. It doesn't say this happened in a trailer, but I believe it probably did, just from the facts of the case. Uh, her estranged husband, who didn't live there anymore, came over with his brother to take the air conditioner. <laughs> well, did they not have one in their uh, trailer? 
the the husband and the his brother i i would think not or i don't know why they would go to all this trouble anyway she sat on it which makes me think it wasn't installed which you know how good it, it, the air the conditioner ground. does no good if it's just on the ground she sat on it when uh the ex-husband tried to remove her from the ac unit um this lady kimberly dunn produced a pink stun gun <laughs> Which I didn't know they made these like so you could accessorize them with your outfits. Yeah, and then did it have rhinestones on it or something? It doesn't say, but bedazzled? I guess if it was bedazzled. And mm. she tried to elect well, <laughs> this article is kind of poorly written too. She tried to it says that she tried to electrocute him. Which doesn't electrocute mean like electrocuted till your death. She just tried yeah, to I stun him. Stun him, yeah. Him. A little shock. So wait, is she a big lady? I'm I'm anticip- like I'm picturing like she's oh, a large woman. Thin. Or she's thin. Wait. Yeah, I mean she's haggard looking, but she's very thin. And he was there with his brother, so would they just both pick her up off the air conditioner? Well, they tried, and then she oh. she stu- stunned him with a stun gun. Uh, but it didn't. Apparently, it didn't work because uh, he struck her in the head, um, and she dropped both the stun gun and the. Ha- you know, she also had a handgun. <laughs> <laughs> Air conditioner costs what, like one hundred and fifty dollars. Seems like she's going to a lot of trouble here. I like how she's like she's like the Punisher. She's got all these weapons. Except she's not very effective. She dropped the gun. Uh, She got up off the ground, but then she yeah she picked up the gun, and then she shot him in the testicles. Ooh, now that had to have stopped him. Yeah, oh yeah, that's that's uh, that's game over for him. But remember, his brother was still there, so his brother tagged in. And he pushed Dunn to the ground in attempt to help his brother and then drove him to the hospital. Did he get shot in the nuts? No. I don't know if she only had one in the chamber, like (laughs) a la Barney Fife. But the brother's nuts remained unscathed. He he screamed, you shot my brother. Oh, and then he choked her until she blacked out. (laughs) Whoa. Wow. You know, yeah, I'm surprised. So she was able to... To uh, incapacitate him with a shot to the nuts. Do you think she was aiming for the nuts, or do you think that's just where she hit him? I think that's just where where it happened, where I, she hit him. It sounds to me, it sounds vengeful. It's I mean, like, unless, unless he has some, like, giant nuts. Oh, yeah, he might actually have some. Was he wearing, like, shorts? <laughs> doesn't say. <laughs> so that, I'm amazed that the brother, after his, you know, after her husband or whatever gets shot in the nuts, he wasn't like, I'm out of here. Fuck your air yeah. conditioner. Instead, he's I can't like, believe I'm going to take you down. All, it's all over an air conditioner. I mean, if I went with my brother to go get something from his ex-wife, the air conditioner, and she's sitting on it, I mean, I'm out at that point. I'm like, goodbye. She's <laughs> not getting off it. What are we going to do? I'm not going to like manhandle this lady off a fucking air conditioner. I don't even think if it was my brother and we were going to his ex-boyfriend's to get an air conditioner, I would be like, dude, you cheap-ass Jew. Go buy a fucking new air conditioner. Who gives a Listen. shit? But now that you mention that, this is a very much like a Jeffrey operation. Oh, this sounds like if something it was Jeffrey anybody, I could see Jeffrey doing this. You know, whether it would be for you or or somebody else that he considered a brother. Like we're gonna go get the air conditioner. Where is it? <laughs> Ex-wife. We're going to get it right now. And he'd roll over there in the the Jeff mobile, whatever it is he's driving these days. Yeah, that's the thing with Jeff. It's about the principle at that principle. point. Like Jeffrey would. It's not the money. Like you could even give him, I'll loan you money for an air conditioner. He's like, it's not that. It's your air conditioner. You're going to get back. Yeah, but she's sitting on it, Jeffrey. I don't care. 
We'll stick here until she gets off of it. I remember in, uh, when I was in high school, we got pulled over in a friend of mine's car, and I had like a weed pipe that I just bought. I haven't even used yet. Just this weed pipe that I bought at a, at a pot shop. And uh, the cops saw it, like on the, on like, because it was in a bag or, or it might have been holding it or something, and they confiscated it. Like they took it. Even though it hadn't been used, I didn't get charged with anything, but they took it. And so I told my brother about it. I'm like, yeah, it fucking sucks. I had this pipe that was cool. We're about to use it. And he's like, we're going to go get it back. <laughs> so we went to the, I was like, really? We went to the police station. He went in there and just started yelling at them to give it back. They didn't give it back. <laughs> they should have given it back. Can you well, just confiscate your property? Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I was like, I don't care, dude. It was like a $20 pipe. Who gives a shit? He's like, it's the principal. <laughs> we're getting it back. Right. You got to stand up to the police state. Yeah, so uh, I could see Jeffrey doing some kind of debacle like this, like, and then, but God forbid he gets shot in the nuts. To be honest, it would probably ha be helpful for Jeffrey to be gel <laughs> gelded like that, right? <laughs> Ultimately, would live a longer life, get into yeah, less probably. trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, wouldn't, wouldn't be mating all the time. Doesn't say whether the dude ever even got the air conditioner. Oh, so wait, is that it? She was arrested That's and it. he choked. So the guy choked her out. She gets arrested. What happened to the air conditioner? It doesn't even say. doesn't even say. It does say she failed to show up in court for the <laughs> shooting incident, which I don't know, understand why she's in, thrown in jail. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, don't you think there would be, like, do you, like, don't you think there'd be some level of bail involved? I mean, what is it? She's releasing her own recognizance here? I she guess shot they just a guy in the nuts. Sent, her, sent her a subpoena or whatever, like, well, next month you better show up in court for shooting your ex-husband in the nuts. Huh. Do you think it, I wonder, did it say what kind of gun? No. Because, like, your gun, do you think that would, like, blow off your testicles or just be a hole in the sack? <laughs> I think it would blow off your testicles. I think most guns would blow off your testicles, unless you're talking about some like kind a of a 22. Yeah. You yeah. think even a 22 would blow off someone's nuts? Yeah, I think so. This guy's going to have to get nudicles. I mean, if it went, like, right through the bat wing, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the, that would be the best case scenario because I think you could just put pressure on it and they could just stitch it up. But I mean, if it like completely like ball. hit one of the gonads <laughs> square <laughs> in the center, that's going to, you can't come back from that. God. Yeah. But people live with one nut. Look at Lance Armstrong. Yeah. No, you can get nudicles and people don't even know the difference. <laughs> yeah. Would you get nudicles? You know what? Uh, I mean, who cares? My old roommate <laughs> in college had uh, found out he had test, uh, testicular cancer. They had to remove one ball. And I was like, so you only have one ball now? He's like, yeah, one nut. And I was like, why didn't you get nudicles? He goes, they offered it to me. And I was like, fuck that. <laughs> it's like, I guess if I you're I mean, what married, am I, a fucking penis model? Like, I don't care what it looks. <laughs> it already just looks disgusting. <laughs> I guess yeah. I don't. I don't think anyone noticed the difference. Or does it feel? Does it feel weird in your pants or something? And you got to balance out. I don't know. Maybe it would. I didn't ask him that question. It's a would invasive. you get an enlargement? Which is one nut really big, and the other one normal. <laughs> I guess you'd have to. Yeah, you'd have to get them both enlarged. I think I'd just keep the. I don't know. I'd keep, be, you'd keep the like little. I'd, I'd keep one ball. E size. <laughs> <laughs> My little marble sized testicles. Yeah. People send your stories to podcast.com. We have phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032 is that number. But first, here's a word from Adam and Eve. Hey kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! 
Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So you got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Um, numbers change, wackily since the days we used to do it. I noticed that. Yeah, that place was like some website in Seattle that, I don't know how they made money. They just gave phone numbers away, like online phone numbers away. Yeah, I don't think they knew either. That's the problem. It lasted like 10 years. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. And all of a sudden they like, yeah, like all of a sudden the number just didn't work anymore. Got this Google voice <laughs> Thanks for the now. notification, classy company. So uh, I, I tweeted out the other. You tweeted out something that uh, that you were going to be on the podcast. Thank you for uh, using that picture of me in my pink vest. That's nice. There was um, a theme. Yeah, <laughs> that's the you know coincidentally enough that guy is the guy who lost his ball. It's his wedding. Yeah, well, I cut him out of the photo because I didn't want to. I want to cause any him. more trouble than I had to. <laughs> so anyway, I retweeted that. And said to, you know, call on the show if you have any questions for Wackerly. So this guy called in um, with a great voice. He's a great voice here. You're going to appreciate it. But he called in with a question for you. Sick and wrong, Dean Harrison. And if I'm going to understand correctly, Mr. Lance Wackerly. Are you back, Wackerly? Is this a a visit to Sick and Wrong Kingdom You've Forgotten? If so, I'd like to say welcome back. We miss your surliness. And your overall downright hate to be here demeanor, but it's wonderful <laughs> to have you back, uh, even if you didn't only give us your presence very. Briefly. Okay, get on with it. I'd buddy. like to know, since you tended to drift conservative, if you're a Trump supporter or not. And that is my question to you, good sir. That is my sick and wrong, sick and wrong thought experiment. Is Wins Lackerly a Trump supporter, or would he prefer a Hillary one? Oh, I would not prefer. I'm not a Trump supporter, but I definitely would not prefer that Hillary had won. She sucks. (laughs) Let me see if he has anything else to say. It's almost balls in the air. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Cheers. So, are you a Trump supporter? It's a good question because you do kind of drift a bit conservative in certain certain areas. So, would you ever or did you vote for Trump? No, I did not vote for Trump. (laughs) Did you ever consider it just for the lulls? Uh, I consider it. I mean, it's completely a, uh, a moot point when you live in California, if you yeah. understand the, uh, which I, which I still find amazing that a lot of people don't seem to understand the implications of the electoral college. Like people who got so, I mean, tons of Californians got so worked up about, about the election, but it, it, it's like, no, well, no, the state's going to go for Hillary, obviously. I mean, never in a million years Will the state of California vote, you know, for a, a conservative presidential candidate? Well, Reagan was governor, so was Schwarzenegger. Right, but I I would bet I don't know. Obviously, talking out of my ass in true sick and wrong uh, fashion, <laughs> I don't think the state of California voted for Reagan when he well, ran for president. You know, I, that was that was a much different time. Also, there was a different time, a different period, forty but- years ago. 
I wonder, though, too, because a lot of, uh, you know, like they're talking recently on the ballot about splitting California up. But there are a lot of conservative areas like San Diego actually is rather conservative. Uh, the Central Valley. I mean, we kind of live in very liberal bubbles here. Oh, California is a liberal bubble. But right, I mean, right. The Central Valley is conservative, but like what? Five percent of the population of the state live there. Exactly. Here's an interesting fact. California did vote for Reagan in, in 1980, but. There was like only five states that didn't vote for Reagan for Carter. Okay, so that's not really a good <laughs> example. It looks like six. One, two, three, four, five, six. You know, that's the thing with, with Trump. New York, New York went for Reagan. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> the um, other most liberal state in the union. Yeah, and like how many Republicans have they voted for for president? Right. So you can't really use Reagan as a good example. But, but I mean, you hate Hillary, though. So you, so, she sucks. The, yeah. the whole family is awful. I I hope to God at some point Chelsea gets derailed from this concept, which he clearly has, that she's going to be a politician also. Oh, God, I hope she isn't. She's too well, hideous she looking anyway. Try. I mean, some, somebody has to fucking pound it into her head that, n no, you're, you're never going to get voted into office. Do you think we're going to be facing Ivanka Chelsea like in 10 years from now? I, I do think the era of like just politicians running for president is over. Now it's gonna be celebrities. It's all it's always gonna be celeb. I mean I mean Woody, like Julian Castro or or who is Hillary's running mate? Fucking Tim Kaine. Tim Kaine. Do you, yeah. do you, can you really picture Tim Kaine going up against anybody and winning? No. What about I, I mean, Joe I'll, Biden? No, Joe Biden's way too fucking old. Too old, yeah. I mean, he's of this past era when we didn't have to have celebrity candidates. But now that – I mean, Trump has broken the seal. I, I think so too. I think it's going to go full-on idiocracy from here on out. Like I think it's going to be like The Rock running against like Oprah or whatever it is. I, I, have, a, I have a similar but a little bit different interpretation of that. And actually, if, if I do have any appreciation for Trump, it's this. It was idiocracy before. We just all we just all faked ourselves into thinking like, oh no, Obama, he's very smart and he's in control, and and maybe he is really smart, but not in control. I mean, the whole thing has always been fucked up. It's just Trump has made it, you know, that much clearer to everybody that like, no, we we elected like one of the country's biggest buffoons, <laughs> and the country still basically is doing the same thing it's always done. Well, kind of now, but I mean now he's like taking it to the next level just doing he just isn't good at, isn't as good at hiding it yeah. how, how fucked up and confusing and out of control it is uh as the smarter presidents were but they're basically still all doing the same shit well th that's one of the reasons why i wanted to vote for trump i didn't obviously but i was think i was contemplating but, 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 like, just for back the to, like electoral college it wouldn't have mattered if you yeah did. it wouldn't have mattered anyway but i mean he's doing exactly what i thought he would do and it's hilarious i mean it's entertaining the guy is like such a buffoon and doesn't give a shit about it you know yeah i mean i guess you know and somebody will come along and say uh you guys can say that because you're you know white sort of gen x males oh, yeah, and obviously yeah. yes nothing bad happens to you but i mean just take the stuff that's going on this week with like the children <laughs> being separated to the border but but then you know all these photos come out like no this was happening in 2013 also the same exact thing yeah, but I mean, I don't think it was. I don't think it was at the same degree. I don't I, think this. Okay, but are you, are we really going to argue about degrees? Well, whatever. But I mean, yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, this, this stuff. This is what's been going on in government for a long time. Right.
But but the next presidential elections will be like Oprah versus the you know Dwayne Johnson, The Rock versus whoever else the fuck decides. But but yeah, the era of like, well, I was a city council person, and then I was on the school board, and then I, <laughs> I ran for governor. state senator, yeah. and then I became the governor, and now, and now I'm running for president. I I think no. that era I think that era is over. Uh, yeah, I wonder how many people out there actually thought that you'd vote for Trump. I don't know. I, here's here's the thing. That people don't under. I mean, both Trump and Hillary are extreme authoritarians. That their whole, you know, outlook on leadership is well. If we just make more rules and force people to do the things that we think is right for them, uh, that's the way to go. Exactly, and that's and that. I mean, both of them are like that. I mean, both of them are pretty much essentially the same. Type yeah, they love they love new giant government programs. These space force we have now, we're gonna have space force. I don't know if Hillary like, would have been that. down for space force, but maybe no. But she, she would have, you know, created something else. You know, like homeless person force, or whatever. <laughs> I do kind of like space force actually, and I think he did it because when he came out and he said it, you know, or floated the idea, the Pentagon's like, yeah, I don't think we're gonna make a sixth branch of the military. All right, you know, but it's fine. And then all of a sudden he's like. Fuck you guys. Space Force, it's happening. And now the Pentagon's like, oh shit. Yeah, they I mean he's he's the boss. They gotta do it. It's like now we gotta have fucking Space Force going on here. Excellent. Dickhead. I mean, do, do, like who is the who is the first person who works for the military who like the next day had to go in, you know, open up a Word document and and write Space Force at the top. <laughs> and then like ideas, like brainstorming, you know, put a bulleted list of like a like how do you what's the first thing you, well uh, i guess we got to uh, form a exploratory committee okay write that down there or on a whiteboard or something you know yeah for space force uh, uh logo you know what what are the what's the space force colors going to be they got to have a they got to have a college right and a football team cuz they have a you know they have an army versus navy football game every year now they now they got space force has got to fucking have a football team. I'm picturing, I'm picturing like Starship Troopers where the guys and the girls shower together in Space Force. Well, are you jacking off right now? <laughs> What's going on? That's way down the list. Of, like how the showers are going to be configured. I'm begging on. on my keyboard. Make it stop. If we were in this meeting together, it's brainstorming me. I'd be like, let's focus, people. The, the bathrooms are not important right now. I love how that's all I really remember from Starship Troopers is that the dudes and the chicks got to shower together. I don't yeah. even remember what they were Can fighting. Did lady go on to uh, marry uh, Charlie Sheen and have his children? Oh, yeah, she did, didn't she? she I wonder did. if she's going to run for president against also, Charlie could, Sheen. Uh, Doogie Howser was in that movie also. Mm. Anyway, we got to move on here. Second question we have, or it's not even a question, it's a story. Do you remember that kid? The only reason I'm playing this is because you'll remember this kid. That Scottish kid who used to call in all the time. Yeah, we kind of had to give him a soft ban because he's calling like multiple times per week, right? Yeah. Well, he's much Probably older like now. Probably like 22 now, right? Yeah. Listen to this. He's much older now. Um, I wonder if I actually have. Let me see if I have a. Oh, yeah. Here he is. Here he is back back when he used to call on the show. Hi, D. Hi, Lance. Uh, give the second wrong. Uh, drunk day line of phone. I'm not pissed. He's not, not pissed. He's like thirteen. At my face. Wish I was, but I'm not thirteen. I'm Scottish. <laughs> right now, I'm uh, I'm shoving a haggis up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it very easy access. Due to the fact I'm wearing a kilt. Um, 
cut my hairs on. So that's a 13-year-old kid. Well, listen to him now. He just called in this week. Okay. Hey, what's up? <laughs> right, so I'm going to try and keep this shit under three minutes because I know you're fucking tight ass on that shit. So it's the little Scottish kids about fucking seven years later falling up as a fucking 21. So I think his uh, balls have dropped. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's matured a bit. Right, Doesn't that make you feel Guinness. really old? Uh, no, not really. It makes me feel old. <laughs> Because we are old. Because he's your special boy. He's a special boy. I remember when you were 13 shoving haggis up your ass. <laughs> you grow up so quickly. Dear old man. So, I have a fucking story for you. That's not quite a poop story, but it comes close. I was partying on a fucking Sunday with uh, a couple of friends of mine and this friend who is a fucking Olympian, right? Uh, so this dude fucking competed in Rio de Janeiro and is a fucking very, very like, accomplished man. I seen him at a party, uh, fucking, we were like, it's fucking 6pm or some shit, huffing poppers and drinking buckfast and just fucking smoking joints and racking, racking out lines of fucking... Huffing poppers? Jesus Christ, what kind of party are you at there, Scottish kid? Plus, this just shows how this podcast corrupts people. <laughs> 13, and now seven years later, he's just doing all kinds of drugs with Olympians. Yeah, I think Jeff was doing poppers at 12, though, so it's not that uncommon. Yeah, but Jeff didn't have the show to listen to. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he just he just figured it out himself. <laughs> he's, a he's a DIYer. An MDMA. Um, <laughs> this bird, just this fucking woman, just like whapped off her top and was like, right, give us a massage. So my Olympian mate went first, and, um, you know, he was fucking gray from the poppers and trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. So he was massaging this hot bird's back, and then uh, apparently he was shitting massages, so she asked me over, and I was like, yo, okay, cool, I can give you a fucking massage, that's no problem at all. So I gave her a fucking massage, she was like, oh, I like that. Later on... Wait, is this like a menage a trois going on right now? Two Scottish men massaging some bird? Yeah. That's huh. what it sounds like. That's where we're going with this. Yeah. The party, she was like, Do you want to come through for a cuddle? I was like, Yeah, sure, I'll come through for a fucking cuddle. I'm fucking out my nut. So I went through, we ended up fucking boning, which was super nice, but I was fucking taking pills the night before, so I couldn't nut like she wanted me to, which was a bit of a crying shame. So I come back through, I'm like, Man, you know, that bird has like the nicest ass going. I'm like, right, fucking rad. So. Wait, was it, were they like doing full on finger cuffs? Like. Or was he fucking? It sounds like they went into the other room by himself with the uh, the young lady. Okay, so his buddy started it, and then he ended up being like, "Well, I'm taking her off into the other room." Right, lifting up the kilt. Then my mate Dan, uh, which is a fake name for him, which I fucking concocted, um, has passed out. So the Olympian Great. boy fucking is cutting about, just cutting shapes and shit. So then he then goes through to make love to this bird um, because she's been killing him as well. well so he trade. ends up boning her and he comes through and he's like, oh my God, I just got laid for the first time in four months. And I'm like, dude, no way. Um, you know, well done. And uh, <laughs> basically this dude's a silver medalist. And I'm like, oh, you know, the best thing I could say was I hate to burst your bubble, but looks like this time, once again, you're a silver medalist. So he gets so enraged. Wait, I don't understand. What just happened? He's implying that he got second place because uh, our friend here fucked the lady first. Okay, so although he, not to completion. So the Olympian ended up getting the silver medal here because the other guy 
scored first. Yes. I, I do think it's, <laughs> it's really... Not, it's not a difficult concept. But I do think it's really funny. It's hard to understand. I do think it's really funny how they're all like, well done. You know, like, it's just so much team camaraderie here. Well, like, they're taking ecstasy. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you heard that part. I did. See, I heard the MDMA part. So it was just. But I mean, isn't that kind of weird? It's like, yeah. We're. I mean, I've been to many parties with you, and we didn't all pull the train on some bird. Well, not at every party. <laughs> no, that never. You congratulating me, like, well, I don't. Well done. <laughs> this is something that I don't understand, and I think you probably have done this. Like, dudes take ecstasy together. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's another weird thing. I mean, I guess I I have been at parties with dude friends taking ecstasy, but yeah, I've like, only ever taken it like with like a girl. Well, that's how you that's how you do it properly. You shouldn't just right. be going out with your mates taking ecstasy. That's when you I end guess up doing girls weird there, circle jerk things or something. That's, that's neck one up the ladder of appropriateness. And well, hey, it worked out for that. Everybody had sex. These guys are in their early twenties. I mean, that's when I did ecstasy with like you know going out with the boys, go to a club or something. And then someone's like, "Oh, this guy has ecstasy." And then you go buy a couple pills, and you think you're gonna right. like be slick. Like with the a couple ladies. hours later, you're like, "This isn't gay, right?" If we're not looking <laughs> each other in the eyes, no, it's fine. That <laughs> he covers himself in fake tan, finds a vibrator in the fucking flat. Um, stuffs up his butt and then huffs so many poppers that he turns around, parts his fucking ass cheeks and farts this vibe, this bullet vibrator out of his ass onto the fucking floor with it on and it just buzzes around the carpet and the, honestly the smell was fucking horrendous so uh, <laughs> yeah that's the one, one of the many times I partied with a fucking Olympian and have seen him put things in his anus and then fart them out again like holy shit, you know Discuss. Cheers. Bye, Tom. You know, I never would have thought this would have happened to that young, impressionable Scottish boy who used to call our show. Right. Like, talk about corruption firsthand. The evil that this show does to people. I'm done. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm just trying to look. I'm trying to Google image surf search. Scottish Olympians <laughs> trying to figure out who this guy is. Are you but the problem in... being there's some double decker bus called the Scottish Olympian. So most of the pictures are these double decker buses. Dude, I'm sure you have a keyword search Scottish Olympian male dildo anus. I'm too lazy to type in all these terms. I don't care that much, but okay. What what the fuck kind of party is that, man? See, I'm a little nervous about this. We're going out to Scotland in August for this Edinburgh Fringe thing. More details on that later, people, but we, we will be going to do this. I'm nervous about a party like this because those guys are I, – I don't know if you met right, up with too many – It's on vacation. Isn't that what you do? No, when you go – these Scottish guys take partying to the next level. There's like, you know, you're cruising along, having a good time, and then these guys have to go one step higher. Right. Like shoving a dildo up your ass and shitting it out and thinking well, it's really funny or Tell them know, no means no. I'm nervous about it. When you have when you're on that buck fast, anything can happen. So and I and the thing is like Harrison probably would be down with that. Well there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you can be your uh you can just be like the chaperone. No, I'll just make a I'll just make a, a an Irish exit. Um, which is kind of what I do in those situations anyway. Well it's nice to hear from you, Scottish kid. I don't know what to call you now, like Scottish man. Yeah. Like, he's, he's still a kid. 
but wow, hell of a party <laughs> going on there, though. Um, we have uh, one more call. This is from uh, a woman who called in about her own Palm Springs story. So it's kind of since we we're just there, feels appropriate. Hey, fellas. This is Susie Q from Wisconsin. I've been listening for a long fucking time. Longer than I'd like to admit. Uh, probably 2006. But anyway, I just heard a little bit about me going to a spa or whatever the fuck in Palm Springs. So I just wanted I didn't go to a spa. <laughs> Why can we at a fucking Airbnb? So we like hung out the pool and got wasted and barbecued. Spa. We did some aromatherapy. There was a little bit of aromatherapy. What was that thing that was going on in town that people kept asking about? Like some festival thing? Uh, splash. Splash. Fest or splash yeah. house or something like that. It's just a big dumb rave. You know, I thought it was, I was surprised. I thought everything in Palm Springs was gay, but that's not gay. It's just like a bunch of uh, fucking people listening to EDM in a pool, you know, just yeah, soaking I mean, it, in. From the pictures I saw, it looked like Date Rape Central. Yeah, it's like a bunch of people soaking in herpes water, raping each other. Um, listening to fucking, I don't know, what's EDM? Moby? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably Moby. Matthew Sweet. Right. To share my story, it was, I believe, my 28th birthday, way back when, and uh, it was a nude spa. It was an actual nude spa, but it was one you had to bring a chick with, and I just got back from the South Pacific with the dude that I helped sail his boat from who lived in L.A., so I was going back to the Midwest in Wisconsin, and I said, fuck it, yeah, I want to spend my birthday in a nude spa, so... Would you be down with that if your lady was like, let's go to a nude spa? Fuck no. <laughs> there are, you know, most places in Palm Springs that say they're clothing optional, it's all like bears. It's all gay. But apparently... Um, I mean, but just why, why... Even if it wasn't your girlfriend or wife or what, I mean, so why, why go to a nude spa? Well, I think it's like a swinger thing, isn't it? I I don't know. I didn't get that impression from this phone call. I thought it was just like... You know, a spa where you're, you're one with nature, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because you see, um, like in the LA Weekly, you'll see ads for these swinger resorts in Palm Springs. And it's just like that. It's like a clothing optional resort where you hook up with other couples. But you could just imagine how gross that would be. Most Do you just swingers... have to be open to all takers at that point? Because, uh, I mean... I don't I don't envision myself going to a nude spa and then just some, you know, amazingly attractive naked women walks up to me and wants to have sex. It's going to be some disgusting woman that's going to walk up to me and be like, OK, let's get it on. Like, do you are you allowed to say no at that point? Or you're like, well, I'm here. I guess this is what's going on. Because it, it's either an ugly woman's going to be asking me to have sex that I don't want to or I'm going to be asking <laughs> to have sex with an attractive woman who doesn't want to have sex with me. I mean, there's no winners in this situation. Well, I think there's like rules or etiquette or codes of conduct. Like I think you can be approached from someone and if you say, no, I'm not interested, they have to respect that. But uh. I still think it's a lot of like – so, so the only people who it works out for at the at the nude orgy are like the two most attractive people. <laughs> I think that's the way it goes down. Or what would happen is like if you're young and you go to one of these resorts and you know you you guys are in like your twenties and you're naked, you're just surrounded by a bunch of middle aged people jacking off and staring at you. 
Oh, are you allowed to tell them to stop doing that? Or is that something you sort of... I think that's just is part of the course because you're at a clothing okay. optional resort. All like right. some old dude with a boner just walking behind you. He was clean. I went. I learned a, a good lesson. <laughs> but other than that, uh, let's see. It was Spa Mountain, New Mountain, Fuck Mountain, one of those mountains in Palm Springs. Pretty Spa okay. Mountain. Took ecstasy for the first time. Hung out in a pool. Made out with a chick. Had She had a, like a creepy fucking dude that was watching us jerking off in the pool at the same time. There you go. So there, there you go. I bet you that's right. She's it's, calling him creepy, but it's like, you know, w- what do you think goes on at this place? <laughs> yeah, like who's not a creep? I mean, isn't that kind of the point of being there? Oh, what else? Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, First of all, I mean, I'm not on the show anymore. <laughs> There's a lot of extraneous details in this story. And, and you, you, you know, <laughs> it's a voicemail. So you can write it out first and then just read the highlights. <laughs> I suppose Is this going the, somewhere? Why did you pick this? Well, you miss her affectation. It's a, it's a, a titillating narrative. Emphasis on tit. So Is we'll, it we'll though? See. <laughs> I, know, haven't I, heard any, I haven't heard any titillating items yet. I mean, maybe she sent some photos. She made out with a chick. I mean, that's kind of <sighs> good. I, you know, to be honest, I didn't listen to it. So <laughs> your guess is as good as mine. Is it going to end anytime soon? Yeah, yeah, I mean, she's she's saying like, um, what else? <laughs> well, I want some paper towels today and uh, I got to uh, mow the lawn later. <laughs> I mean, I, I can call my mom if I want this level of fucking rambling on forever. About nothing. I think there's a point to the call. Let me see. As much fun as I had trying to take XC and meeting a lot of awkward parents that have, we're talking about their kids, like staying with their parents elsewhere. Taking XC didn't really make it all that much more fun. What is she talking about know. now? What's coming down there? <laughs> oh, yeah, there was some big-ass black dude. He's oh, my hot, God. Not, not really whatever the fuck, man. How yep, big was his cock? XD. That'd be an interesting detail. <laughs> She's got to talk about the black guy's dick. How many black guys? There's probably only one black guy there. You'd think that would be kind of an attraction at one of these swingers resorts. What, seeing a big black dick? No, like having sex. Don't you think a lot of women were like, I have a fantasy about having sex with a black guy, and this is my opportunity to do it. And then the husband might be, you know, into being cuckolded, and there's the ultimate cuckolding fantasy. Black guy fucking your wife. You'd think this would be a perfect opportunity. I would bet you she did not have sex with a black guy. But we'll it see. doesn't sound like it. I mean, is that gonna? Is she gonna get into that detail in like minute twenty of this call, or <laughs> can I get a Cliff's notes? Oh, it gets way more interesting, dude. I think this is what it is. Is this is like the rising conflict? We're about to get to the ultimate conflict, and then the denouement. And that I'm just getting fucking hammered and giving people cherries in a cheetah mask, and they got weirded out. I was just trying to have fun, but. Regardless, it's been fun listening to you all for a long time, and I still listen. <laughs> Good night, beautiful. 
Goodbye. Oh, there you go. You know, there's the, uh, <laughs> very interesting details from your time at the spa. Very good. There is a part two, but I don't know if it's oh, any geez, more interesting geez. than part one. Give me, give me 30 seconds. All right. 30 seconds of part two here. All right. This is Q. Going back once again. These are the two things I just want to say. One, I've never seen fake tits before. And yet I've never seen so many fake tits before. It was amazing because they kind of look like bloated ticks, like kind of looking off on different directions. Hmm. And my best friend of the night turned in what, well, was a scared beetle. One of those like shiny green motherfuckers. I played around with that in the pool for a long time. Uh, and that was about it. Can I get this woman to send and... me some of the quaaludes that she's been taking? <laughs> what, what the fuck? Dude, she's from Wisconsin. Isn't that how people speak in Wisconsin? No. I thought there was like a bit of a, a I'm not talking about their accent is, is fine. It's just like, get to it. <laughs> and you call back for that? I think she had to call back because she missed the uh, cogent points about the fake tits. And what the fuck was she talking about? A beetle? A scarab beetle? Yeah, I'm not sure what that was. See, this is why I don't go to swingers, uh, swinger resorts. Wind up talking to somebody like this for forty-five minutes, and then you're just like, just suck my dick, so you'll shut up. Jesus, this is gonna go on forever. No, yeah, but I just don't get it. Like, I can't think of anything more awkward than being at one of those things. Uh, being at one with your parents. (laughs) Okay, that would be a little more awkward. Or like, yeah, you know, seeing somebody from work. Oh, hi. Yeah, your boss. <laughs> like, oh, great. Because then you can't leave because you're already there. Right. And you never, you're never going to be able to get the image out of your head either. Do you think you would talk about it when you get back to work? Like the next day? Or just ignore no, no, that no. even happens? It's a code of silence. Um, yeah, that's weird. That is weird. Well, there you go. And they do have... Apparently, they have heterosexual nude resorts in Palm Springs, too. I just feel as a rule, if it says clothing optional, it's probably bears. So, just make note of that. Um, but yeah, we, we didn't do anything of that sort when we were there. <laughs> you just had a house, we hung out, and drank. Good times. Yeah. Although, Palm, Springs, times. Palm Springs is one of those places I only go maybe once a year you know we did i've never been there before first time you never did you never done that we did do that tram thing you recommended oh you did yeah we did it on the way out of town and that was actually it was a lot of fun but it was a lot it was a lot scarier than i thought the going up in the tram yeah like you're in this like fucking like i don't know it's like what like a little cable car and you're on these cables and you're going up like a sheer cliff i guess i would call it I guess yeah, maybe they call that a tram. But it's like it's pretty high up that mountain. I mean, you're going like you have to pass those five eight thousand feet in ten minutes or something. And the thing is, that cable car thing was built in like the fifties, maybe early sixties. People no, weighed they... a lot less back then. So no, like the... they... no, they didn't. Oh, dude, this time we were on like we were going up on like two families of sod busters. The kids were the kids weighed more than me. The parents. Well, it's a good thing like, they didn't make it out of sod then. <laughs> <laughs> I was nervous. Like when you're passing those, like you know how like they had those like bumper spots or something, right? You yeah, pass the it towers, and then like yeah, like the whole fucking thing would rock back and forth. I was on the other side from the sod buster families. 
But I mean, we had a lot of fucking velocity going yeah, back. You got to get the sodbusters to even out. I, you know, I kind of wanted to say something. End. They were because it was like a whole family of them. Stupid I wanted to say something to the conductor who was just covered in fucking prison tattoos, and I was just like, "Okay, here's the guy fucking operating the monorail." Meanwhile, sodbusters are on the left side of this fucking thing. Ah, yeah, it was very nerve wracking. I didn't like it at all, <laughs> but it was cool. Once you got up to the top, you'd go check out the mountain. And that was fun. Anyway, people, uh, call Sticker on Hotline 323-522-4032. Uh, we got to get going here. Best way to support the show is by becoming a Sick and Wrong patron. Just go to patreon.com slash wrong. Sign up today. Support the show. We appreciate it. Um, also, you can buy some Sick and Wrong merch at the Redbubble store, sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. Uh, for Sick and Wrong Song of the Week... Special dedication to uh, one of your favorite bands. Um, Do you hear that uh, Vinnie Paul, co-founder of the band Pantera, died? Yeah, I know somebody here who who knows him, uh, and he was pretty broken up about it because uh, you know they also lost Dimebag Daryl a little while ago. You know Dimebag Daryl, who's uh, that was uh, Vinnie Paul's brother actually, who was uh, in oh, the was band. His brother. Yeah, he uh, Dimebag Daryl was his brother. So Dimebag Daryl played guitar and Vinnie Paul played uh, drums. But Dimebag Daryl was in that band Damage Plan. It was their band post-Pantera. And the way he died is probably the most metal way anyone could die. I thought he just got shot in a robbery or something like that. No, they were playing on stage. And some dude pulled out a gun and shot him like six times and hit Vinnie Paul like twice. Yeah, it was like in Texas, this guy... Had like a PTSD meltdown. I guess he was upset that, that Dimebag broke up Pantera. And he just unleashed like a flurry of bullets. Hmm. Killing him on stage. Which is probably the most metal way you can possibly go. Um, but then Vinnie Paul formed this band called The Hell Yeah. Which is like that country metal. Like that country rock. It's god awful. And did you, <sighs> did you ever see his facial hair? <sighs> Yeah, he's got kind of a uh, Guy Fieri thing going on. Yeah, could you grow hair like that? I don't think I could actually do that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to try, so <laughs> it's going to remain a mystery. So believe it or not, Pantera formed in 81, and they, they found mainstream success when Phil Anselmo joined the band as a second lead singer. That band earned four Grammy nominations, which yeah, blows they were big time. Mind. Yeah, you know, I never was into them. I always kind of thought it was like jock metal. Here we go. You know, were you into them back in the nineties? <laughs> I don't remember. This is metal. Ah, that's completely different. Not a metal. I'm not a metal connoisseur. Like me. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> there there were a couple songs that were good. I used to play them at the strip club. Um, I don't think. It, I think if I heard one, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's Pantera. But I can't think of like how any of them went. Oh, you know that song, Walk. I was like, they're walk. I forget how it goes, but you know that one. But this <laughs> this song that I'm going to yeah. play was one of the only ones that uh, that I kind of liked. It kind of falls in the vein of like heavy thrash, like early Metallica or Slayer or something. But it's a song fucking hostile off of. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember this one. Vulgar Display of Power. It's a, a catchy tune. It's good. Um, so we're going to end the show with that one. Rest in peace, Vinnie Paul. I'm sure you'll be missed. Uh, people will be back next week with uh, episode uh, 641. Wackily, thanks for uh, subbing the show. Always nice to hear from you. Well, just uh, you know where to mail the check to. <laughs> Always after royalties, and I'm the Jewish one. Anyway, we'll be back next week, people. Until then, take it sleazy. Bye. One, two, three, four!
Stick it. Like, I'd lick a finger in the butt myself. Push it back in the outdoor. Take the hand and you and you shove it back in. Other butthole. Not to mention the semen. Out. It's everywhere. It gets in my throat. Now you just had your colon filled up, pinching your ass labia. Fine, gay gentleman. Some of them were alright looking. They just kept coming to my hand and opening and then going in my throat. At San Francisco parties. I'm towards the bottom. I'm towards the bottom. I'm towards the bottom. I'm towards the bottom. I'm the bottom. Going in my throat. Going in my throat. Not to mention the semen. I guess I go better go back to my room and have sex with five or six of these nerds. Scissor kicking position with the guy. I wonder what a dolphin penis tastes like. Not to mention the semen. Vagina. Flat and weird looking and it's it's got that weird slit mouth. I'm, I couldn't fuck that. I'd be worried about like vagina dentata. <laughs> Whatever happened to good old fashioned navel buggery? Hey, I would fuck a dude bugger. Fingering your fellow sailor, finger in the butt, finger in the butt, finger in the butt, fing, 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 finger in the butt, not to mention the semen.